Hey, we're Todd and Kristen. Join us as we learn to become fearless in love. Welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast. We are glad that you have joined us and we are going to wrap up today a series that we've been doing on husbands loving their wives. And so I am anxious to get through this one today so that I can find out what Kristen's going to do for me. So that's what's going to happen after this. So, you know, I just want to get through this part so I can, you know, kind of figure out what you have for me. That's beautiful. (laughs) That is so romantic. Yeah. Well, it's been a lot of weeks of focusing on me giving to you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is true. That is true. I, I'm very grateful, honey. <laughs> Thank you for all that you have given. No, seriously, though, this it's been gold as far as I can tell. Okay, well, good. good. <laughs> well, so we have been in Ephesians 5, 25 through 30, and today we are going to look at verses 28 through 30. And so those... I'm going to go all the way back up here to 25. It says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. So those are the verses that we've gone through up till now. And then today we are going to finish it out with, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. So we've been having some a dialogue back and forth here before we started recording just about what you know what those verses mean and one of the things that immediately came to mind for me as I read that is it's talking about how we are to love in the same way that we love our own bodies and that no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it and you know I think just as a start I think for a lot of people who read that, there can be that sense of, I don't really feel like I do love my body. You know, I don't really feel like I necessarily nourish and care for my body in a a good way. And I think there's so many things that we can do that are just the opposite of that on a day-to-day basis. And so I think there can be that starting point of just saying, well, if I'm looking at how I love myself, my own body, how I care for and nourish my own body and say, that's how I'm going to love my wife, there can be a big disconnect from the very beginning of that. Like, is that really what my wife wants, (laughs) you know, is for me to do that? And so as we were talking about that, we, we realized that there has to be a starting point of first recognizing just, again, going back to who we are in Christ. And, and there is a phrase that um, we have heard the quote, I think it's coming from uh, Theology of the Body, actually, which was a series of lessons and that Pope John Paul gave a number of years ago um, that were focused around kind of just the theology of the, the body. And there was a, a statement in that that says, we were made by love for love. 
So there's this idea that we were made by love for love. And so, I mean, what, what comes to your mind, Kristen, as you think about that, about being made by love for love? Mm-hmm. Well, we're made by God. So God, when we looked at Genesis, we see the intimacy of God, how he is the one who made us. He being the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are love. And we looked at that, how God is love. It, it's a noun. He, that's who he is. And so to create us, I mean, we are, it's pretty clear that we are made by love because that's who God is. And he is the one who created every single person on this planet. And so we're made by love and we are made for love because we are made to have a relationship with God, an intimate relationship with him. And we're made to have a relationship with others. It is it is absolutely throughout the entire Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as clear as it can be. When you start to notice how much the Bible talks about love, it's really all about a love relationship. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes very clear that, wow, we are made by love and we're made for love. Mm-hmm. And and it just makes so much sense when we look, when you look around the world and you see that that's what everyone is longing for is love. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. And I think if you go back to first John chapter four, you know, we see that that chapter says that God is love and God, that God loves, or we've talked about that in an earlier, um, an earlier podcast, but that God is love. And, uh, in that earlier podcast, we talked about how kind of have to understand love as a noun before we can actually live love out as a verb. So, you know, God is love. That's who he is. That's his character. That's his nature. And when we are, when we have entered into relationship with him, then the Holy Spirit enters us and we, we really take on that character of love. And I'll just give you some, some verses here. I just put in love one another uh, in the Bible app and just kind of read a few things here that popped up immediately. So John 15, 12, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. John fifteen seventeen. These things I command you so that you will love one another. First John four eleven. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. First John three eleven. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. First John four twelve. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. First John four seven. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So and there's many more that, that follow on, you know, after that. Yeah, and I was just gonna say if anyone looked up that verse about God is love, it's first John four sixteen, just mm-hmm. as in for the reference if everyone wants to look at that. Yeah. So if we begin with that idea that we are made by love for love, and then we look at, you know, in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Mm-hmm. If you have those feelings that I mentioned at the beginning that, well, I don't really know that, that I do love my own body. You know, I don't know that it feels true that no one ever hated his own body. You know, maybe you're in that, that camp, then what we really want to strongly encourage you is to, to spend some time looking you know, do that same kind of search. Look and, and see what the Bible tells you about both how you are loved and how you are called to love. And I think when when we do that, we can kind of begin to to recognize that you know our core identity when we're in Christ 
is one of love. And so then if we can begin to see ourselves that way, then we are naturally going to begin to actually have love for ourselves and for our own bodies and for our, our, and have a clearer picture of our purpose to love. And so that's a, that's a critical starting point. I think for that is to, to begin with that place of coming to that really deep heart understanding that you are love, mm-hmm. that you are made to love and that you are loved. Mm-hmm. Right. That's critical to understand that we truly are, we are made by love. <laughs> and so the way God sees us is with such a, a love filled heart and purpose. And, you know, it's through our bodies that we are able to express the love of God. And so our bodies are such a, I mean, through and through, inside and out, every part of us, we can't express God's love without our bodies to do it, whether it's our tongues expressing it, whether it's a smile, whether it's a hug, whether it's serving a meal, you know, our bodies, we express God's love through our bodies. And and just understanding that God so loved our bodies that he came to indwell our bodies, you know, so we, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So they are this beautiful, holy dwelling place for the presence of God. And so, yeah, just to take, to take all those thoughts to the Lord and ask him how he sees your body and, and just start to embrace the goodness of, of truly the way God made us to be able to display him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that another key thing in this is, you know, the, the verse says, he who loves his wife loves himself. So he who loves mm-hmm. his wife loves himself. And we've been talking a lot over the last several weeks about how it's the, you know, the masculine is designed to give first and kind of had a real focus on giving. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we really haven't talked a lot about other than to say that in God's design, again, the masculine is designed to give first. And then there's always something of incomparably greater value that is returned from that love, you know, that giving, that, that first step of giving. And so I think as a man sometimes, at least I can speak for myself, and I think I can probably speak for a lot of other men, that the idea of giving love is something maybe we can wrap our minds around. And okay, I know I need to do that, but we can have such a focus on the giving of love that we somehow feel that actually receiving love is is not okay, or that it's really difficult to kind of be willing to receive love. And uh, and so I think what that could very well be talking about when it says he who loves his wife loves himself is that's really, really important to be able to receive love because love is kind of like this, I don't know, the, the thing, phrase that comes to mind is just kind of love has an insatiable appetite for love. And so if we are loving in a way like we love ourselves, we recognize who we are, right? If we are loving in that way, then that feeds something in us that because we're that's what we're made to do right and so when you do what you're made to do it brings life to your body to your bones and what feeds that really is the love that you receive from loving Mm -hmm. it's not something it's not a conditional love it's not like Mm -hmm. i'm going to love only so that i can receive love or i'm only going to love if i do receive love that's not what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but i am saying that when we love with the kind of love that that we've been talking about it's okay to like know that there is going to be life and and Mm -hmm. um 
vibrancy that comes from that. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to receive that. And it's okay to, to even, you know, to desire that because that's what we're made to do. We are made by love for love. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, you know, sometimes we can actually in a way hold back love or hold back the receiving of love because it's a, it's a feeling of, I don't know if, if that's okay. You know, I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to do. And I just want to say it is, <laughs> it is, it is absolutely okay to open yourself up mm-hmm. to love fearlessly. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't like not loving mm-hmm. in with a, a fear mm-hmm. of either a fear of, is that love going to be received mm-hmm. by the person that you're loving mm-hmm. or fear that that love is not going to be returned, mm-hmm. but neither of those two things are really the thing that should drive us. Mm-hmm. The thing that should drive us is right. the fact that that you know we are love, and and if we trust what God says, and we love in that way, love is going to be returned to us, or we're gonna at least you know we're gonna have life that is given to us as a result of that love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it brings us life when we love well because we're made for it. So when we're loving well, we can feel it inside of us. And it is, it's life giving. And both ways, you know, as we've been talking about the men, the masculine gives first, women need to receive and and see that this is, this is love. This is God's love. I'm made for this. I am meant to receive this. And then as we receive it as, as the feminine, then that, again, there is that return of incomparably greater value that overflows out of us that, and, but I, I really believe we have to receive it for it to then overflow out of us back to our spouses or to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We're to love one another, period. And those that aren't that don't know the Lord, we're to love, <laughs> you know, we're to love our enemies. We are to love, period. No matter if it gets returned, mm-hmm. but the beauty, I think what you're saying is, is that what we really need to understand and what the masculine, what men need to understand is it is not only okay to receive the love in return, but, but it is, it's life-giving. It's what you're, like you said, it's what you're made for. It's mm-hmm. what we are made for. And so it's critical that we, re- that you receive that, embrace that and just enter into then that love that then it just can, it's a multiplying. It's just, it's a, you know, it's a life-giving cycle. Right. And I think, you know, going back to the the episode, the masculine and feminine episode that we did a, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, that, that place where as a man and as a woman, but, but in, in the context of what we're talking about mm-hmm. now, as a man, that primary place where I need to receive that love is from yes. Christ. Right. Amen. Yeah. So that's what then fuels the ability oh. to love like he loves and mm-hmm. the ability to receive love from, you know, those that we love. It has to start in that place of receiving the love from him and yes. recognizing that love is present and that love is pursuing us and that when we can just consume that, yes. then that's what's going to flow from us. So there has to be that that starting point. I think yeah. that goes back to it kind of goes back to that nourishing and and caring for ourselves is really not just physical nourishing and caring for ourselves. It's not just what I consume, you know, physically. I think it's that nourishing and caring for ourselves in our relationship with Christ as well. Yeah. Because that's, you know, that's where we actually receive that sustenance mm. that allows us to to love. 
you know, that doesn't come from a cheeseburger or from a, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that, that's where it, right. that's where it comes from. That's where the nourishment comes from. Oh, amen. I love that so much. And it is in the presence of God, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, where we experience that love. We have to be able to take that time to experience the presence of God and just let ourselves bask in that place and just really, yeah, receive his, I mean, there's no words for how much he loves us. Yeah. And we're made for his love, first and foremost, primarily for eternity. And then the overflow of that is absolutely loving one another. Yep. One other thing here that's it was kind of a mind shifting thing for me as I started to to process it. And that, you know, is going back again to the verse that we read that for for no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it. And so that the thought that I had um, when I was praying about what that means was that we may think that we hate our own flesh or we hate our body, but but really what that is is not you know that contempt what it really is is a is a cry <laughs> for love i mean it's it's a we're we're we might be looking at ourselves thinking you know i'm i i'm i don't like who i am or i don't like what i've done or i don't like the way you know whatever you know i don't like my body but what that really is because our bodies as we said before you know we are love we are we are made by love for love so when we have those feelings, I think if we can recognize that what those feelings really are, are a cry for love to feed our love. You know, it's a cry for love to feed our love. And then we need to turn to the Lord to provide that love to us. So it's like this, it's, it's really a longing for love presented in a way that may feel like contempt, but it's just like, oh, I'm just so longing for that. And where we're going to get that again, I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but where we're going to get that is from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And when we can really do that and accept that you know we are love, our bodies are love, that we are loved and receive that, then we then we can begin to to see ourselves in the way that God sees us. We can begin to love ourselves in the way that God loves us. And we can begin to, to live out the purpose of our lives, which, which is to love mm-hmm. uh, in a way that reflects or represents Christ's love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Do you want to share what the Lord gave you those, the, what were those words that the Lord gave you for that? Like the feast when I was, journaling and praying about that, this was, this is what I felt like I heard from the Lord that I wrote down, which was, you know, recognize those feelings of contempt for yourself for what they really are, a cry for love to feed your love, and then turn to me for a feast of love. And it made me think about Song of Solomon, where it says, eat, friends, drink, and be drunk with love. And that he brought me to the banqueting house and his banner over me with love. Sustain me with raisins, refresh me with apples, for I'm sick with love. So Song of Solomon 2, 4, and 5, like that's the picture of, you know, kind of that, that's what we're longing for. And he desires to you know, give us a feast of love. Amen. I love that so much. And to experience that, we need to be fearless in love. You know, we need to be able to not be caught up in just the fear of 
rejection or not loving right or mm-hmm. any of it. We just need to let the Lord lavish his love on us, <laughs> receive it, and let it overflow out of us and just go for it. <laughs> Feast on his love and pour it out onto those around us. And certainly, certainly on our spouses. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. So I know this episode that was maybe a little bit uh, high level abstract, kind of, you know, hard to wrap your hands around. Like this is the the three steps that you need to follow. Um, but hopefully as you kind of marinate on it mm-hmm. and, and uh, begin to like seek for yourself, seek uh, the understanding from the Lord of just how much you are loved and how you are made for love and how you know, magnificent our bodies are yes. and how, how powerful they are. And, and the reason that they are that way is for us to be able to love in the way that he loves. And that's, you know, so that's, mm. that's it. That's, that's it beautiful, in a nutshell. Honey, I love that. So preach baby. Yes. So, uh, so that wraps up our discussion about men loving their wives as Christ loved the church. Yes. Uh, yes. So, so we will next time, uh, kind of start to transition into, okay, what does that mean then? What does that look like Mm -hmm. for a wife? And as we said, we'll spend a couple weeks on that. And then once we are finished with that, then we will, we're going to go into a discussion about one flesh and kind of come back around again to, you know, what does one flesh mean? What does it mean for us to, to be one with each other? And kind of that powerful representation again of like how that, that ties into our relationship with Christ and just uh, unpack a little bit more about that, both in the physical sexual sense and also mm-hmm. just in the relational emotional um, sense. So, Love it. That's gives you a little roadmap of what's yes, ahead. Yes, and yes. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening. We are so encouraged by our listeners and we just love you all so much and can't wait to sometime connect with you in in a more special way. We've got some ideas that we're working on. So anyway, we just want to say thank you so much to our listeners. We we really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen and let the Lord speak to you through this. So Yes, I agreed. Thank you very much. And we look forward to next time. So until then. Together, let's learn to love fearlessly.